What's up, guys? This is the superstar Merrick Miami right here on the Three Count Podcast. Check it out. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Inch for a Ring, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. But after our 300 and something episode, you know, I would just figure you would just say it with me, I am your Sherpa. Because just like your tribal chief, acknowledge me. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering. So who's entering the ring today? Well, you can find this man at 3WA. You can find this man at SWO, WWWA, Outbreak SWF. He is South Beach's favorite son. He is the superstar. He is Mr. Episode 305, mm-hmm. Merrick Miami. Oh, <laughs> let's, let's go. What a perfect episode. Right? I just like, listen, man, we coming up on 305. We got to find like. That guest that just screams out Miami. And who else could we get? I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yo, man, one, thank you for coming on our show, man. I truly appreciate this. For having me, man. I appreciate it. Yo, so let's hop into this because I really, I'm I'm, I'm curious about hearing about all of this, man. But who is Merrick Miami? Who is Merrick Miami? All right. So this past weekend, I kind of did an introduction at a camp. So I'll just give the introduction now right here for you. Anybody watching this right now. You know, the superstar. You know, I, I'm much more than than good looks, fancy cars, fine women, and real estate. You know, this morning I let I let my tiger sharks out of their pen to go frenzy. And and, and I relaxed here in my tropical suite. Who who else can do that? You know? Who else yeah. can do that? Really? But no, you know, the superstar. The superstar is somebody who, you know, grew up in in a nobody town with these big dreams and and started chasing these big dreams. And and as much as you may be thinking this is the typical cliche story, it's not because there's only one Merrick Miami. There's only one Merrick Miami story. And 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 that's it. You know, there's no ifs, ands or buts about it and not. Not only am I going to show who Merrick Miami is, who the superstar really is within the next year or so in, in professional wrestling, but based off of the past, you can already kind of see a little bit of, of the progression uh, of where Merrick Miami is going. Um, so I guess a straightforward answer to your question is – You'll just have to wait and see. I like it, though. I like it. I like the fact that, you know, you have some sharks that you can just, like, release out of their sea pen. That's pretty cool. Like, not very many people have those, if anybody. (laughs) Who else can do that? Nobody. (laughs) How did you get into the business? Uh, So I actually got into the business, obviously, like, of uh, a lot of the top guys now these days, you know, uh, backyard wrestling. Um, and it's very good that we can talk about this now online and through podcasts, <laughs> through stories now and not be chastised for it because 
you know, when I started uh, in the business, it was kind of, oh, there we go. I was wondering why I was dim. Uh, it was kind of frowned upon to speak about uh, backyard wrestling and things of the such. And now it's great that we can talk about it. So, so yeah, so I, I started, you know, got into the business, I want to say, not in backyard wrestling, but through backyard wrestling. Um, you know, and my, my obsession with wrestling started back in, and this is really going to tell my age, but, uh, in 05, actually, you know, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love attitude era and excuse me, eighties and nineties, even some seventies stuff is really good. Uh, but obviously being born in 97, like I really didn't have much time to realize what wrestling even was uh, until I was about the like seven or eight year old range. Um, and I usually tell this story on every podcast I go on because it always at least makes one person mad and it's hilarious to me. Uh, so the first match I ever witnessed live on television was Rhino versus Christian for the Intercontinental Championship <laughs> in this corner. And I absolutely, if you, if you ask me a thousand times, a million times, who is the wrestler that you dislike the most, I will tell you Christian every single time. I do not know why. I just don't like him. But it's so <laughs> strange to me that the guy that I despised the most was in the first ever match that I had saw that had grabbed my attention to make me fall in love with this business. Um, so it started back in 05 and then obviously through the years going to live events and such like that. Uh, and then backyard wrestling, uh, my late great grandfather who I was, had the very, uh, privilege to be raised by, uh, actually built my friends and I a wrestling ring in our backyard. And, uh, so very supportive of you for that. Um, but yeah, so then obviously throughout the years through high school and stuff like that, it was it was the dream, man. It was the dream. It's all I ever wanted to do. Um, and I remember in high school there was a, a day, I believe it was senior year, and they had uh, a woman come in uh, for some kind of uh, <clears throat> excuse me uh, future plan, like planning or something like that. <laughs> Uh, and we had we all as seniors got called individually to the guidance office and all that good stuff. And uh, I remember sitting down and this woman asked me, like, so what do you want to do after high school? And I said, I want to be a professional wrestler. And she looked at me and laughed and said, OK, let's be more realistic. And I just remember smiling at her and saying, you know, thank you for your time. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And I got up and I, I left the guidance office and that, that drove me even more. Um, and then, you know, through backyard wrestling, um, you know, the world works in mysterious ways and, uh, you know, the saying, you know, fight for your dreams and your dreams will fight for you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I was fighting for my dreams through backyard wrestling, just trying to make connections just like any guy would on the independent scene now these days. 
And, uh, you know, we had no idea what we were doing. You know, we thought we did, but um, had no idea what we were doing. But I remember, uh, I don't remember what month it would have been. I know I was a senior at this point, but um, one of the backyard wrestling shows we did, and we had people come in from New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts. It was, it was for backyard wrestling, it was insane. Some of the funnest times of my life. Um, but one of those people that came just happened to come from York, Pennsylvania, and just happened to be an ECW original. Before it was extreme, so Eastern Championship Wrestling original, the Wolfman, uh, who I had no idea lived near us or was local, had no idea that he had a training school that was local. <clears throat> so he kind of, in a way, scouted us. Um, and a few of us were like, yeah, you know what? Like, he invited us to the training center to come through a few training sessions to see how things went. And, and that in my mind was like, okay, done with backyard wrestling. Simple as that. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to train now and, and we're going to start the dream. And, um, I believe probably like two or three weeks later, uh, I was training. And it's, that was pretty, pretty much a start. Yeah. It's wild though, because like, I feel like, <clears throat> teachers are supposed to be there to kind of like encourage people to achieve their goals, achieve their dreams. Right. So I, I know like uh, I have a friend, she's a teacher in Indiana um, and they had a career day. Right. And this kid came dressed up as a football player. And one of the male teachers like stopped the kid in front of her and was like, what are you doing? What do you want to be when you grow up? He's like, I want to be a professional football player. And he was just like, find something realistic. I was like, Bro, who the hell who the hell do you think you are putting your limitations on somebody else and telling them that they can achieve their dream? Like that's just wild to me. Like I know a lot of my friends who are in high school and stuff like that. They're um and I love them to death, right? They're either teachers, they're police officers, right? Uh musicians, right? They are they're doing great things. One of them is uh one of the top technician uh, motorcycle uh repairmen for Harley Davidson. Yeah. Didn't even know that was a position that you could hold, but yeah, that was his. But I was like, a lot of our, a lot of our class was like, hey, we're not going to be chasing after our dream to become a professional athlete. We're going to be here, right? And they're happy doing what they're doing. Yeah. I was like one of the guys is like, I'm going to try everything I can under the sun to be something because at the end of the day, somebody, somebody's got to come from somewhere, right? It's not like everybody comes from Los Angeles or New York City. They come from, you know. Baird, Nebraska, right? Some like no, no, no name town, or uh, you know, you find them coming out of, you know, York, Pennsylvania, right? So it's just, it's just weird to me that somebody would tell you, let's be realistic about this. Like, let's not. <laughs> let's yeah, try. And, and honestly, like too, like I, I don't know if you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, uh, but I watch a lot of his content and. And absorb so much information from that man. It's ridiculous uh, at times. But, you know, like you just said, everybody has to have a story. Everybody has to come from somewhere. And honestly, like, by her saying that, tells me that that's a reflection of her past and someone who has put her down. And then she gave into that. You get what I'm saying? She gave in yep. and then she doesn't know any better other than to just assume like, okay, well, let's be realistic. 
I didn't get to be my dream. Why should you be able to get your dream? Right. right? Like, yes. like a lot of people, I don't, and this is kind of a fun story, right? So I'm from the middle of this podown place in Nebraska called Baird, right? I love Baird, right? 1900 kids, right? Uh, I grew up in, I, I graduated from class of 39 kids. 300 kids were in my, my class, my whole school, right? right. Um, anyway, so my friend, uh, her name was Jess, right? Uh, hi, Jess, if you're watching. Uh, she, her, uh, her, I think it was like her aunt was a volleyball coach at this small school in Texas, right? But they had this assistant volleyball teacher or assistant volleyball coach who was a pretty decent singer who then went on to become Kelly Clarkson. That's awesome. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like they, 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 they come from somewhere and you can't meet a person that's like, hey, don't chase after your dream because that's stupid. And oh, like, yeah. no, you were just a dumb one that didn't want to follow your own passion. Yeah, absolutely. And to like, and I'm not, I'm not here to say for anybody that's listening to this, that's resonating with this. Like, I'm not saying, you know, leave the people in your life that are doubting you behind or that are concerning of chasing your dreams. But rather than that, surround yourself with more people who encourage you to chase your dreams who are chasing their own dreams. Um, because that way, you know, your dream chasing is going to become that much stronger. And I believe that it's very important to to have your close-knit circle. And whether you want to be a professional wrestler, a dancer, a singer, a politician, whatever it may be, you know, you all have that hunger. You all have that drive. And you all are going to feed off of that together. And and that's, you know, that's what I have with, with my selective group of friends you know I, i'd like to say i have a lot of acquaintances but i have maybe four or five tight-knit like to the blood like for life friends brothers i would even say and uh we all have that same that same drive that same hunger and there's nothing better than that i agree i agree with that 100 percent uh, so I love asking these questions because you've been in a business for a little bit now, been a cool. fan of business for a long time. I'm sure you have one of these. We all have one of these. What's the worst bump you've taken? Oh, I know <laughs> it's the first one that comes to my mind. <laughs> uh, so actually, the worst bump I've ever taken, I don't remember. So I was in a well. I, well by memory, I don't remember. I remember by people telling me in footage. Uh, but I was in a four-way uh, elimination-style match. <clears throat> Excuse me, I lost my voice two days ago. I'm still not back yet. Um, and I took a code red, but when we flipped through for the move, uh, the guy who gave me the move was about twice my size. So his momentum going backwards over me really threw me uh, backwards and my head hit before anything else. Mm. And I remember, uh, I remember like going for the move. And then the next thing I remember after that, the cameraman was carrying me to the back. Damn. And uh, I remember they took me to the hospital right away. I said I had uh, a mild concussion, wasn't anything too serious. 
Um, but of course, nowadays in wrestling or, or any contact sport, concussions are a big deal. How no matter how big or small they are. Yep. Uh, so that uh, that would probably be the worst the worst bump that that I've I've taken. Uh, even though I I never really even felt it. Yeah, it is kind of gnarly when uh you like. You're not quite sure how much time you've really lost, but you know yeah. you've lost time. I know uh, uh, I know a couple I know a couple females uh, who actually just made the PWI uh, tag team, uh, 100 tag teams, uh, and one of them told me the story about how they were getting upset because they were asking people about how their match went, even right. though they discussed it three different occasions, and <laughs> a certain uh, AEW uh, star was just like, "Oh, honey." We've already talked about this. <laughs> so, yeah, it's weird to think that you could lose, like, you can't, you're not quite sure if whether you've lost, like, five minutes or if you've lost five hours. But, yeah, concussions are a bad thing, man. And a lot of people, some people kind of take them a little bit too lightly. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, nah, you got to kind of let the person who has the concussion kind of get back to feeling somewhat normal before you start getting pissed and being like, well, this is what we used to be like. Like, yeah, it's cool, but right. it's not very smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, strange feeling. <laughs> I had a I had a buddy who got knocked out in a fight, like in a shoot fight, uh, got knocked out and could not remember what happened. He said the first thing he remembered was some guy asking him to fight. He said, yeah. And he said, the next thing I remember, I'm in the hospital. <laughs> and he's trying to, He's trying to piece the whole thing together. Still can't piece it together. We're talking probably 20 years, and he still can't piece like what happened. I'm like, yeah, I remember everything because I saw it all happen. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was crazy. Hey, uh, so everybody builds up this character, this world, if you will, of of like you know who they are in in this business. And usually you kind of pull from like five different people, whether it's like wrestling or non-wrestling related. And who are the five characters that you've pulled from? Uh, that's an excellent question. I've never been asked that before. Um, <clears throat> let's think here. Uh, so, well, so right off the bat, uh, Razor Ramon. You know, I come out with the gold chain. Uh, <clears throat> I never will do the toothpick because – just not gonna go there, uh, but the gold chain is definitely uh, raising the name. Um, Matt Cardona slash Zack Ryder. Uh, a lot of the moves in my uh, repertoire, or however you say that word, uh, come from him. Shawn Michaels was a big influence. Uh, a random one that a lot of people probably be like interesting. Uh, superstar Billy Graham. Um, and five, five. I would just say my my own personality. To be honest with you, um, you know, there's only there's only one me. And you know, I I wanted I wanted a gimmick. I wanted a character. I wanted a story that involved aspects of my real life and who I really am so that excuse me so that I would enjoy what I was doing 
Oh. No, that's a, that's important though, is that you have to, you have to have that connectivity to your own character because if you don't believe in your character, like obviously nobody else is going to believe in your character. So it always, it's always cool. Like I do, I do agree with like a lot of people who say like your character is like some aspect of you like cranked up to a thousand. And uh, a lot of people that I talk to, right. Even like just like some of my clients when I'm like training them at the gym and stuff, they're like, they, they find it funny. They're like, I can't tell if this is you or your wrestling character and i'm like why not both <laughs> so yeah. it's just like it's yeah, exactly. it's me yeah and i mean there and i mean there's certain aspects of uh of you know my personal life and personality that i don't get involved in wrestling um just because i am trying to portray that what's who who is who is me as a real person and who is Merrick Miami? Um, but I definitely think for anybody that that again is resonating with this and is struggling with that, uh, please don't be hesitant to start uh, adding qualities of your actual like personal self into your gimmick, because <clears throat> based off of experience from doing so, you'll have the time of your life. And you'll just have so much more fun and respect for the business because it's very hard. I, I mean, I wouldn't even say hard. I would say impossible today to create a character from nothing that has not been influenced by something that has already been done. Yeah, but, I, I 100% agree with that. But the only way to blur that line is put yourself into it i that's my opinion anyways i like it though it's a good opinion and it's 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 fair because like you know every character you you said it best right every character has been influenced by somebody else right whether you're you're sean or you're rick flair or you're yeah. you're the dead man right you know he's inspired so many other people to come out and just be their cool self or maybe like stone cold who's had a slew of people who want to be just like him like that badass type you know there's tons and tons of people out there but the only way that you're going to ever be genuine is if you're influencing yourself into that character because no one ever is going to be like you like i'll be honest like my character 100 percent is influenced by deadpool like yeah he's up here he's my favorite but like what makes my character so unique is that all the wittiness that is thrown into my character is just me cranked up to a thousand. And I love like coming up with the random ass shit to say on the fly to somebody. And I'll be honest, my character legitimately will try to break your character and make you smile and not your character smile. That's the best part of what I like to do. And uh, I, <laughs> I give this example a lot. Uh, I was in a match. It was a four-way match. I was with uh, Dave Dahl. <laughs> Somebody threw a rubber chicken in the ring and hit me in the back, and I grabbed a rubber chicken. I was holding Dave down. I was looking at the chicken. I looked at the ref. I looked back at the chicken. I looked back at him, and I just said, hey, ref, hold my cock. And, like, Dave just – he was like, you're such an asshole. He rolled over to the side, like, <laughs> trying to cover his face and laughing. I'm like, yeah, I shoot for those moments all the time because oh, – yeah. Yeah, those are the best. <laughs> they're, genuine, they're genuine moments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you speak. You speak about something. You said it's like one of the hardest things, right? But I really wanted to know, like, 
aside from building a world up and, and, and trying to create something out of nothing that hasn't been ever done, what's one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn in this business? Uh, so the, the hardest lesson, and I, and I recently, um, uh, if anybody or, or you as well follow Bob Evans, uh, he on, fa on his Facebook page, he recently posted uh, a question similar to this. And, and I commented this on there. Uh, the hardest lesson I had to learn was do not follow what other people want you to do. Don't follow where they want you to go. Don't follow what they want you to say. You are your own person. And, the, and this is outside of wrestling, too. You are your own person. Nobody is writing your story but you. And if you allow your neighbor three houses down to write your story on how you're going to mow your lawn, but you have to have this lawnmower to do it. Or you're betting on this in-ring veteran to say, well, this is the only way that you're going to make it in this business. If you buy these $700 boots and these $100 knee pads, <coughs> excuse me. Um, nah, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. You know, I'm, I'm Merrick Miami. I write my own story. Um, and, and I'm guilty of it, you know, for the last, for the last seven years I've been writing, uh, well, actually I should say the last five years, uh, or the last two years, I'm sorry. I forget. I don't know how I want to phrase it. The last, <laughs> two years, the last two out of seven out of seven years I've been writing my own story and I'm the happiest in pro wrestling in life in, in ever the five previous years before these last two years, I cared so much about what people thought about me and my personal life, my professional life, my, my wrestling life. I, I, I cared uh, what shows I was going to be on this weekend. I cared who was going to be on that show. I cared if one of my friends got a shot uh, on television before I did or got to wrestle a name before I did. And that shit will eat you alive. And I, I learned that the very, very, very hard way uh, for five years. And since I've kind of been watching Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Tony Robbins, if you know who that is, uh, Grant Cardone, uh, all three of these men collectively, and, and I've tweeted this recently within the last two months, all three of these, these men that I had just named have played such a huge part in my life the last two years and have totally reshaped uh, you know, my mind, my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions, everything uh, moving forward. And, and like I said, too, that's not just in wrestling. That's in, in real life. Um, but, yeah, that, that definitely was the, the toughest uh, lesson I had to learn. So 
So please, if you're going through this, anybody listening, please feel free to reach out to me. You know, you can find me anywhere online at, at Merrick Miami. I, I will talk your ear off about motivational speaking and, and, and all of that stuff. So if that's a conversation that you need to have, I am all here for to, to, to speak it with you. Um, but please, if you, you are in that situation, please get yourself. I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like you have to get help. Uh, but please just talk to somebody, tell somebody your feelings. It's, it's, trust me, it is very okay to talk about your feelings and, and thoughts. That is such a big thing. It is okay. You could be the biggest, the strongest, the meanest, the toughest, whatever. It's okay. I like that too. I like that's like a lot of great advice, especially for people who are just like up and coming into the business too. Like, mm. listen, like you're probably going to come in with some notion of a character that you're going to want to create and you're going to ask for advice from a lot of different veterans and yeah. it's okay to accept everybody's advice. It is not okay to accept everybody's advice as gospel, right? Some things are going to click with you. Some things are not going to click with you. And those that do click with you, go ahead and just keep it up, right? And those who switch your advice and you're just kind of like, ah, oh, you know what? It is okay to be like, hey, yo, I appreciate it, and right. just disregard it. Like, you don't have to tell them, like, hey, yo, I don't really need your advice. It's right. more of just like, a, hey, yo, I appreciate the advice, and it, you can either accept that advice or you can just, like, push that shit to the side. It is okay not to take right. everybody's advice. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, like, prime example of this is uh, last year, uh, my former tag partner and best friend, got the privilege to wrestle Fandango, uh, now Dirty Dango on the independent scene. And uh, in the locker room, I had a chance to talk with Dango and asked him about character development, as I normally pretty much ask any name that was with WWE or is currently with WWE, if by any chance I would run into them. I always ask about character work, because uh, that's really big for me. Um, and the, one of the things Fandango said was, <coughs> I said, how can I develop this character and be more comfortable with doing such? And he said, okay, what's, what's your gimmick? I said, America, Miami. He said, okay. He said, the next time you go to the grocery store, you don't go to the grocery store. America, Miami goes to the grocery store. The next time you go through the McDonald's drive-thru and order a Big Mac, you don't order a Big Mac. <laughs> America, Miami orders a Big Mac. But the problem with that is that is great. And and trust me, if, if he hears this, thank you so much for your advice. You have no idea how much it means to just have five minutes of your time. Uh, but again, this is another thing. As a human being, I am a very loving and caring, emotional person. As Merrick Miami, yeah, not so much. <laughs> and, you, know, you know what I mean? I, I'm not going to go I'm not going to go into Walmart talking like I'm some tropical asshole, like bragging about like real estate and, you know, all this, this, this stuff that I, I means nothing in the real world. It's just not me. Um, but that's, I do I'm like that though. Cause it is something like if I was, because I, I, so at my training school, like the one thing I do is every Sunday I try to post up like a random question 
for a character development side, right? So like recently, uh, I actually did an episode with El Johnny Santos. And one thing he said is like, what would Red Dog order from McDonald's? And I was like, oh, so I went through like a whole list of like everything that Red Dog would order. And then you just saying that about like, what would Red Dog go get at a grocery store? I'm like, I already imagined that Red Dog running in and the first thing he grabs is marshmallows and uh, Valentine hearts, candy hearts, right? <laughs> and if right. they don't have them, he just tries to find like a bag of Smarties right. for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Just I was already like, I've already seen myself like running into the store and grabbing like the first pack of Jello yeah. <laughs> like, for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I was like, oh, I see this already like what I wanted to <laughs> so yeah actually I love that idea that's one thing I think a lot of people should start doing too right it's like maybe okay so you know obviously like you said right you're kind of a caring individual just like I am I'm, I'm a big-hearted person I wear my, my my emotions on my sleeve but one thing that you could do right is right before you even go to the store just imagine like what your character would do if they were in that store yeah. So I was like, I can imagine like Merrick Miami walking in and being like, Walmart. I'm, why am I on Walmart? Like, what do I have to get here? Like, yeah. great value? Uh, no. More right. expensive. That's what kind of thing I like to get. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, so you've been in a lot of different locker rooms. So I got to know one do and one don't of the locker room. Oh, boy. Oh, my. <laughs> This is like uh this is all on the spot question. Um well I would definitely say one do to start. Um and this is for anybody. Uh just be respectful uh, of your peers and uh and your vets, you know. Uh now there's a limit to that. I I personally believe, you know. What you give is what you get. So if, you know, you're not being respected, you know, be the bigger person and stand up, you know, and just say, hey, look, we may not be on the same terms here, but we're here to do a job. Let's get it done. Um, but I'm a big, big respect guy. Uh, so I definitely say, uh, you know, have respect, uh, be polite, shake everybody's hand. Uh, thank them for doing the best job that they could possibly do at the end of the night, even if it's the the guy selling hot dogs at concessions. You know, um, at the end of the night, everybody that's there that's not a paying fan, whether it's building staff that aren't a part of the show, uh, without those building staff, you wouldn't have been able to rent that venue to have said show. Uh, so I think it's very important to have respect and and give thanks to everyone involved. Excuse me. Uh, I I don't know. I might get in trouble with this one. <laughs> um, my don't. I don't know. I feel like there. I feel like there's so many don'ts that <laughs> there's so many don'ts, and so many things have happened recently. Like on the bigger scheme of things with bigger companies that are like are screaming this is a don't <laughs> um, I'm not trying to be a part of that 
But I would have to say, do not think that you're above the next guy uh, because of your spot on the card. Mm. Because at the end of the day, <clears throat> this business doesn't need Merrick Miami. This business doesn't need you. This business doesn't need Roman Reigns, Ric Flair, The Rock. It doesn't need any of us. The business is going to go on regardless if we're here or not. Um, and I just think it's so stupid, you know, for, for a guy that's booked in a storyline that's going to be in the main event for the next six months straight to get a big head and not want to be around people in the locker room because – well, I'm in the main event for the next six months of story, and I just think that's I just think that's so ridiculous. So I would I definitely, agree. definitely say just just don't let your head get too big for your shoulders because in this business it's very hard to to recover from that, and and now especially with social media, uh, things get <laughs> things just. <laughs> get out of control facts super facts hey so we're gonna move this over to the best segment of the three count podcast oh people wonder people would wonder what the second best segment was it was the red dogs power rankings that you can find on our debate show but i refuse to acknowledge that it's been retired Chaz, it is not a thing it's not happening but this is the three count podcast 10 count questions here's how it works i'm gonna fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast and we'll Whatever your answer is, that's your answer. Let's do it. This is so we're gonna, we're gonna put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing! And in the words of Mike Goldberg, here we go. SmackDown or Raw? SmackDown. Favorite movie? Ooh, this one's a toughie, but I'm gonna have to say Kangaroo Jack. I like it. <laughs> PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Favorite cartoon? Courage the Cowardly Dog. I love Courage the Cowardly Dog. Such an underrated show. <laughs> Sonic or Mario? Sonic. Favorite actor? Uh, Rami Malek. Let's go. Marvel or DC? See, I'm not into either of them. Dang. Uh, <laughs> uh, but if I had to pick, I'd probably say Marvel. I'd be like, it would be an acceptable answer if you were just like, neither. <laughs> Favorite podcast? Favorite podcast? Uh, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. Right? Like, hey, who does not like Mike Cardona or Brian Meyer? Like, those guys are so lit. But we'll take a close second place to that. <laughs> hey, uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Nominate one person. Let me see. Let me see. I want to I, I want to see someone who is new to the business. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Trace Parker. Let's do it. And then last but not least, my favorite question asks every single person who comes on this show. Favorite curse word. Fuck. 
this is what it's got to be, right? Dude, relig- re- religiously, like I, my boss makes fun of me all the time. He's like, dude, he's like, he's like, you, you say fuck, and you don't even know you said it. He's like, you <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know. I totally get that. All right. Well, those are all my questions. So the last thing I have is for you to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. What's up, guys? It is the superstar Merrick Miami. Uh, I'm not sounding very superstar right now. Uh, I'm having some uh, vocal cord issues, but that is okay. Uh, You can find me anywhere on social media all the way across the board at Merrick Miami. Uh, uh, You can email me for business inquiries such as podcasts like this. Uh, appearances, signings, wrestling matches, things of the such at bookmerrickmiami at gmail.com. Uh, I also have a pro wrestling tea store, uh, also at Merrick Miami. Uh, and that is full of merchandise you can only get online. I do not sell any of that merchandise on my tables. Um, I'm actually working right now on something very exciting, merrickmiami.com. I think it's going to be awesome. I think my fans are going to love it. Um, And also, I have one show remaining for this year, and that is December 17th in Seven Valleys, Pennsylvania for SWO. It is uh, my home promotion. It is Christmas Chaos 14. Uh, It's our big show for the year, other than our anniversary show in March. Uh, This one's going to be bonkers, guys. Uh, title match after title match after title match. Um, And then we're on to the new year. Uh, I believe I start out the new year, January 14th, at Ricardo Rodriguez's, if you you know who that is, uh, has just started a promotion, Three Legacies Wrestling. You can catch me there January 14th uh, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, That flyer will be on my page very soon. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it for the rest of the year. I wish I could ramble off a bunch more bookings if we were like two months ago, but here we are. (laughs) Just for a split second, I cannot believe that in three weeks it will be 2023 already. Yeah, so fun fact for you guys who don't know, because I'm pretty sure this episode will come out when it's 2023, but we've recorded this episode last year. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> hey, we're time travelers. Right. <laughs> so we've already seen <laughs> we've already seen it to the future. But uh, you know, like every great great part of a wrestling match, we gotta take this home. Cause this is the three count podcast presents now into ring and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And like every good Sherpa, which I like to think I am, it's never about me, but it's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring? You see him right there. Mr. 305 himself. Merrick, Miami. Not Pitbull. All right. Hey, 305 episode right here. Okay. So you see what it is. So tune into the next episode and be there or... You're really just following us on all of our social media platforms, which is right here on the bottom. You're following us on Spotify. You're giving us five-star follow slash reviews on Apple Podcasts. You're even subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're leaving us little comments. You're subscribed to everything that we have going on. You're telling all your friends about us. You're even buying our merch right here on ProWrestlingTees.com. 
forward slash the three count podcast or for your wear.com forward slash the three count podcast. Cause I think we might have just cloned out, closed out the store depending on where you are in the future with us anyway. So you guys do all that stuff or you're really just kind of waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro and then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn the notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys. And we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.